What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 136, Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. Today, it is just Billy. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Uh, Quickly, a pet peeve that I just recently found out that I have is Apple phones, when you type certain things, it auto-populates for you. Auto-corrects, gives you the capitals. If you happen to do lowercase on the beginning of a sentence, it adjusts things like that. When you write Merry Christmas in lowercase, it capitalizes to capital M, capital C for Merry Christmas. It does not do this for Happy New Year. When you write your sentence out, capital N, the beginning of a sentence, obviously a capital letter, New Year, lowercase n, lowercase y. If you were to write Happy New Year's, everything corrects itself. Capital N, capital Y, with the Happy New Year's, with an S. That bothers me a, 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 a lot. It's like saying underwears, which is incorrect. You wear underwear. You don't wear underwears. I don't believe you wish somebody Happy New Year's. It's Happy New Year. So I do not know why Apple doesn't correct that. It's a strange thing to be bothered by, which it definitely bothers me. But I do not do uh, talk to you later, TTYL. All capitals, all lowercase. You cannot have it not match up. BRB, be right back. Capital BRB or or lowercase BRB. It all must be the same. So that's my very odd uh, pet peeve that I'm noticing that I have. So let's spin this wheel. We're going to be very quick. We're going to probably do 10-minute segments here. And... um, we're going to go from there. Quickly, if you're on the YouTube or Rumble, preferably YouTube at the moment, Rumble's a pain, you're checking out my new shirt, Neighborly Discourse Podcast. On our social media platforms, on YouTube, and our link tree, that's our link to everything now, all of our social media platforms are there, the YouTube videos are there, or the, or the YouTube link is there, and our link to T Public, where our shirts are, is there. Um, we've got four, two or three Neighborly Discourse podcast shirts and four or five shirts that Amy and I designed years ago. They're on Amazon, but I moved them over to TeePublic along with two or three um, Neighborly Discourse shirts. Now, there's one on there, the Neighborly Discourse big circle with the podcast in the middle of it. Do not get that one. It needs to be redesigned. I ordered it, sent to me. The circle might as well be... A, a globe around you. It is huge. It doesn't look good. It has to be adjusted. But this one here, black and white, Neighborly Discourse podcast with the fence, or one just a straight shot. If you've seen the Conspiracy Corner video I put out uh, Friday morning, this morning, you'll see the Neighborly Discourse white shirt with the black and red letters. Beautiful, beautiful shirt. Amy's the designer. We're going to get more shirts on there, but she's been sick since before Christmas. And she's just now getting better, so she is my designer. And we're going to get more stuff out there. The prices are set by T Public. Nothing we can do about that. Um, I'm going to think a little bit on how to market this, but my plan right now is quarterly. Everything that we sell, depending on how much it is, either 10 to 15% of what we make per quarter. I plan to donate to a veteran's charity of some sort. Now, I'm going to really have to vet the veteran charity, LOL, right? 
because I think most charities and foundations are scams. But I'm also a firm believer that I would not be able to be sitting in this garage, in this room with these microphones, computers, and cameras talking to you if not for the soldiers that, f- that fight to defend our country then and now. I would not be able to do this without them. And I recognize that. So if I sell 10 shirts and I make $10 and 10% goes, I mean, I'll, I'll give a dollar. It's silly, but I'll give that 10%, 15% to a veteran's charity. I'm going to try to figure out all the details of that. And no, this is not a ploy to get people to buy more shirts or mouse pads, coffee mugs, stickers, phone cases, pillows. This is not that. I firmly, firmly believe I would not be here. None of us would be doing what we are doing now had it not been for the veterans of our country, past, present, and those who will be here in the future. And if I can give back a little bit, I'm going to. And I will. So please buy the shirts, subscribe to the channel, um, listen to the podcast. We're trying to do much bigger things in 2023. Have a lot of reaction videos, a lot of shorts out there. Uh, Please support, and uh, it is appreciated. So let's spin this thing first. We'll go our three topics. Let me see what is this. Five minutes. First one is family. Second one is sports. Third one is politics. Well, that worked out quite nicely because my sports takes and politic takes are going to be one and the same. So let's do family. Here we go. So here's how family works. I have two children. You guys know this. I'm going to set my alarm for about, we'll do 10 minutes. We'll go through this quickly. I have two children. And truth be told, this is my second attempt at this podcast this morning. Briella is home with me today. My parents are out of town. Liam is asleep. I've got the baby monitor set up so I could hear her in there doing stuff. And she ended up coming in here because she had nothing to play with. She was bored. She's four years old. She has no toys, though we're two weeks removed from Christmas. So I had to deal with that about, you know, how I had to explain to her how that's an incorrect statement because she's got more than she needs. And then I often have the conversation with her about being grateful. You know, I, I, she is on YouTube and we are making a big effort to curtail that screen time. But she wa- I let her wander through YouTube and I watch her do it because it's interesting to see what a four-year-old finds interesting. And it was a lot of cartoons. And then it was these weird videos with people moving around fast, talking fast, um, graphics designed for children, nothing bad. But she's now ventured to something that has some semi-teenager adult co- topics. Like, they were doing, like, a strip challenge, but it's like uh, like gloves, shoes, socks, something along those lines. And it's YouTube, and it is, it is rated for children, so it's never going to get graphic, 
But it's weird to be laying next to her, putting her to sleep at night or, you know, chilling out for a little bit, trying to get her to take a nap, calm her brain down a little bit, letting her watch a video or so before before I take it down and let her chill out and hear some of the stuff that she's talking about. So anyway, so she came in here. She needed something to do. So we had the conversation about being ungrateful. I'm sorry, that's what the, the YouTube stuff was about. And I believe she sees all these people because watch a YouTube video of these kids opening gifts or doing anything. They live in these giant houses, these u- huge backyards. They are doing something, whether that was their life before YouTube or after. It makes me think that people who watch YouTube videos thinks that their life sucks. We all know social media is causing problems in children thinking that their life isn't good enough based on people on social media. And we all know as adults, it's nonsense. Everybody go out there, get a picture, smile, cheese, click, two seconds, goes on the internet for forever, and people see that and say, oh my God, they're so happy. Meanwhile, behind that picture... Clothes on the floor, the dog's throwing up, the kid's got a crappy diaper, mom and dad are yelling in the background, but you can't hear it. But that one two-second cheese is on internet forever, and people think that life is great and their life sucks. So I do not want her to think that. So I have this conversation with her all the time about, about being grateful. You have no toys? Look around. There are some kids who truly have no toys. They have nothing. Their kids... I go, when you get done with your toys, what do we do with them? We put them in a big bag in a box and we take them to the store. We take them to Goodwill. We take them to Salvation Army, you know, to a a Goodwill place or a a donation box. And she knows this. And the guy donates stuff all the time when it comes to the toys and the kids because there are some people who struggle out there. And I give, I mean, bro, the, the stuff we turn over from Liam to now Briella to needy people, I wish I could find some place to give it directly to the people, not to Goodwill or Salvation Army, where they mark it up and sell it more expensive than it is at Walmart. You know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a scam, in my opinion. I hate supporting those places. So if you know someplace out there where I can directly give to a person to play with, please let me know. Uh, that being said, so we had this conversation with her. So she came in here. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. So I had to stop the podcast. I had to go in there and talk to her, get her all ready to go playing something, and came back in here. So these are my children, Briella and Liam. I'm going to nutshell their personalities. I've, I've, I've vented about Liam and his lack of urgency on this podcast many times before. I've mentioned Briella being a hurricane and a tornado of never backing down and always going forward. So yesterday, we're getting ready to go to lunch, me, Liam, and Briella. And I say, hey, we have a turtle. If you guys know this, a turtle wandered its way into our pool, little quarter size thing, now about half dollar to maybe a little less than a baseball size. And the little turtle needed to eat. So we're getting ready to leave. Hey, feed the turtle. And then we'll, look, then we'll go. I hear from Liam, what should we feed him? I hear from Briella, got it. The minute I heard those two answers, I was like, bro, why is this? Why is it this way? Why are they like this? Why can't he at 13 make a decision? Why is she at four handling stuff with no questions asked? You know, there's shrimp, live worms, mealworms, and little pellets. It doesn't matter what the turtle eats. He can eat all of it. So drop it in there. 
Liam had to know what, why, when, how. Drives me nuts. Just feed the friggin' thing. Briella's like, boom, got it. Hey, you're four. Shouldn't you be asking what next step you should do? It's opposite with them. And it bothers me. But as far as Liam goes, the worst thing he does is not make a decision for himself. So I'm upset at that because I look at the big picture down the road, going to college, high school, girls, whatever. He needs to know how to, how to handle himself. Briella is already more street smart, so to speak, than Liam is. She's four. She does stuff to a fault without help. Brushes her hair, which is great, till he gets stuck. I need to get this knot out. I'm going to do it. And she yanks on her hair, screams and cries I'm like, bro. Let me help you. She won't allow the help. She'll go till there's nothing left in her. And I love the determination, but she has to adjust that. Take that anger and fire and channel it better. Uh, we know that I think Bill Belichick is the best coach of my era in, in, in NFL. He adjusts to his players. His players do not have to adjust to his style. And I had to learn that with my children. Liam is one way, Briella is another. And I was parenting them both the same way. It does not work with Briella. You know, I was very gung-ho dictator on point when Liam was growing up, even now, to where Briella's like, listen, man, I don't care what you do, just, you know, don't get in trouble, let's go. So I had to adjust. I had to ease up on Liam and go a little more on Briella. And as a good coach, I had to adjust to my players. And it's taken me a long time to do that. But I've, I've done it. I think I've been able to do it successfully. Still working on it. By no means am I a super parent. But, like, I, I can get loud with Briella. Because she does not listen. She doesn't. And her mother, people, you know, they sit down, they talk. Well, how do you feel? What's going on? Bro. No. So, to counter that. I go in there like a bat out of hell, and it's a problem. And I've recently brought to my attention, maybe a month or two ago, that if a man is sitting there yelling at her and then tells her he loves her, she's going to develop this this thought that, yeah, this guy can yell at me, be mean to me, but, but he loves me, so I'll allow it. So I can't go in there and yell at her. I can't go in there and lay the hammer down on her. I have to talk to her calmly and collectively. And it is very difficult. I need her mother to be a little more stern because she needs to know when she messes up. Life isn't kumbaya. Things happen, you're held accountable. And this is the biggest challenge of my life right now is how to communicate with Briella when she's in trouble where she doesn't develop an unhealthy relationship as she gets older with men, Allowing them to yell at her, scream at her, say crazy stuff, and then say, I love you when it's over, as if nothing happened. And that, people, is difficult because that's something I truly believe. I know people, I've seen it. I do not want that for my daughter. So, and I do believe it comes from the home. So I need to be more on point with my children, with Briella especially. Like Amy points out, when you when her and I go at it, she's like, you're, you're yelling at me. You're showing your kids they can disrespect me. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And then I'll hear her and Liam go at it. And I'm like, oh, man, she's right. She got me, you know. But it, now, this, was, this was years back. 
And it took a lot of inner looking to realize you don't have all the answers. You need people around you to, to contribute anyway. So I've changed how I operate when it comes to the kids. But it was, it was difficult, and, it's, and it's, a continuing, it's a continuous battle that I will continue to try to go and win. But uh, that, that's my story. That's my family, my children. They're very different. My parenting style needs to be adjusted and be introspective and do your best to help change because you know, the future is all that matters when it comes to your kids. So you got to be better for them so they can be better for their children is that, is that point. Uh, number two here, sports. So, I mean, you see behind me, Bill's Mafia. We all saw what happened on Monday. I did a video of Bill Reacts to DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills in the NFL, from that Monday night game. And I just released a conspiracy corner about that game as well. So both of these two topics are going to be my sports and politics. So sports-wise, again, go check out the video, Bill Reacts, DeMar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills in the NFL. We were watching the game, and like any fan, when I watched the game, I was like, oh, someone else is hurt? Come on, man. Let's get them off to the side. Let's get the game going. Big game. Buffalo's got to win. First seed. Playoffs go through through Orchard Park, through Buffalo. You know, all this stuff. And then, they play, you know, a few more seconds go by. They say who it is, and they show the replay. I was like, oh, no, look at that. That guy, that concussion hit him late. He stood up, he like kind of seized a bit and fell back. And I was like, oh man, I, I never seen a delayed concussion like that. I've seen guys get up. We saw two a while back stumble. We saw all these things. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's a delayed reaction. So then the next commercial break comes and he's still laying down. The next commercial break comes, he's still laying down. I'm like, well, maybe he's maybe he's got some paralysis. You know, he did, he did sense uh seize up. And I was like, well. No, it can't be that because he stood up and then fell down. If you're hit and paralyzed, even for a second, you're not going to get up. It doesn't. I don't think it hits you later. I've never seen any way on the football field. So I'm, I'm watching this, and my boss is nuts. And then they show the players' faces. Josh Allen, hand over his mouth, eyes bugging out. Uh, Tredavious White, Diggs, um... Uh, Spencer Brown, Settle. Settle was the first guy I saw. Tim Settle. He was bouncing around. Scree- I was like, what the hell is going on? And all these guys' faces are crying. They're bugged out. I'm like, what the f- what's going on here? And then Joe Buck is like, we've been told they're administering CPR. And dude, I looked at Amy O'Dellian. I was like, are you kidding me right now? What the hell just happened? It was the craziest thing that I've seen watching football. I, I mean, we've seen guys get hit, crushed, boom, pop, not be able to move. Ryan Shazier a few years back, uh, he can walk now, but he was paralyzed. Like, we've seen some bad stuff. And I don't know if there's a difference or not, except for I can only imagine how bad it would be to be paralyzed. and that. But maybe you'd be grateful you'd be, you're alive because DeMar Hamlin died on the field and they brought him back. And 
I mean, it, it was. I don't defend football players, but I'm I'm the one that says, you know, oh, this guy's a wuss. He's not taking a hit. Okay, so what? He's going to get his head rocked because you need two more yards for your fantasy team? I'll be the guy complaining that the guy took a dive and ran out of bounds rather than lowering his shoulder to get that extra two yards. But I'm also not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm not going to call the guy a wuss or be mad at him. He had another 250-pound person hauling ass at him to take his head off. I'm going to duck out of bounds also. So these are human beings who happen to have a career that pays them millions of dollars to do off-the-wall stuff. Uh, Amy and I were talking last night about it, and she's like, how do you go and prepare for a game this Sunday knowing this is a possibility? And the press conference that I saw with Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, uh, Josh Allen said, this is the freakest of freakest accidents. So we're... We can't go out there and think about it because one, which I truly believe, if you think about it, like like with football especially, if you play timidly, you're going to get hurt. If you play scared, you're going to get hurt. Okay? You can't. You've got to go out there 100%. Something has to switch in your brain. And that's what I told Amy. You can't go out there and be scared. The reason that you and I are sitting here watching versus playing is because they're made different than us. Football, sports, I would say in general, but but mainly football, I've said it before, links to me to the armed forces. It's a calling. Not anybody can do it. There's something in you that makes you able to compartmentalize or be allowed to be coached or trained to compartmentalize what needs to be done to go forward. I think the comparison of, you know, battle on the field, war on the field, football is silly, though. Take away the context, the actual war versus a game, it is the same. Next man up, a guy gets hurt, you got to keep moving. The show must go on. You cannot just stop and hope someone's okay. You have to continue because there are stakes. There's a there's a winning that needs to happen. And again, take away the context of war versus a game, but that's what it is. So it is not made for everybody. These guys are going to go out there. And they're going to push forward. And they're paid to do so. But again, in my opinion, they're wired differently than you and I. We would not be able to go out there. I mean, can you imagine sitting there? You're used to every possible injury there is in football. And yes, it's talked about, oh, you could die on the field, head injuries. Everybody says these things. But can you imagine being someone who's never seen it? A teammate, a close friend, you're there. You're lined up next to him. He takes a hit. The most routine tackle you've ever seen. And he stands up and faints. And then within a minute, they've got him, they've, they're doing CPR and got a defibrillator on him, an AED. How would you, how would you respond to that? It's not something you, you woke up that day and thought, yeah, I'm going to watch a teammate, a close friend of mine, uh, fight for his life on a football field. You know, and it's, it's crazy to me. Because I, th- I think like that. When someone passes away, when a catastrophic anything happens, nobody woke up today thinking it would be the worst day of their life. You know what I mean? So when it's put in front of you, how are you going to respond? Nobody knows how they're going to react until it happens. And hopefully, none of us have to deal with that. 
Because listen, these are their people. Money goes out the window. Playoff seating, which I'll get to in the second part of the sports part, which they got a minute left, is out the window. Nothing matters that's saving this person's life. And I put something on, on Facebook last night. I did a picture of the guys resuscitating him, a picture of Bill's Mafia, and an article that the director of the Cincinnati Medical Hospital came out and said, the people on the field saved this guy's life. And, and then in the top part of that, I wrote, not all heroes wear capes. And somebody replied, just because you played football doesn't make him a hero. Don't make something out of nothing. Like, this is nonsense. And I replied back, you can't be serious. Read the article. The guy read the article, my bad. I didn't see that. I was on my phone. It was small. And deleted his other, his other comment. And I'm like, I appreciate that. I hope to come across kind of dickish. I wasn't, things are lost in translation. Because I agree with you. Just because you play sports doesn't make you a hero. We throw the word hero, hero around far too often these days for just people. But these doctors who went out there had to get the brain revived in less than a few minutes, blood pumping oxygen to it to avoid damage. Who makes that call? Who realizes this person is dead? You go out there, hey, where's the hurt? My knee, my ankle. Hey, he's unconscious. He's seized up, smelling sauce, so let's take his helmet off. What, what makes you realize, holy hell, we got to check for a pulse. Is it the way he's laying? Is he limp? I don't know. But you've got to react like that. It isn't just, oh, is this guy going to walk again? Are we going to be able to repair his Achilles? This person is dead, and you have to bring them back to life. Those are heroes. And we're going to lead right into um, politics because what I, wit- what I witnessed on that field, hold on. What I witnessed on that field, um, sorry guys, I'm, I'm, you know, we're going here. What I witnessed on that field was unity, was love, people praying, togetherness. What I witnessed on that field is the one thing above all the liberals hate more than anything. And it is what I just said, togetherness, unity, people putting aside petty nonsense for the greater good. The liberals saw that, which is my conspiracy corner. Go check it out. The liberals, I'll read you the title. It's a long one. The liberals hate the unity shown over DeMar Hamlin and will attack. Please go watch that video. I've got some quotes in there from Joy Behar, from somebody that uh, Laura Ingram interviewed the other day. They are attacking people who like football, attacking those who support football. The liberals are going to go after football, sports, but mainly football, more than ever before, in my opinion. They cannot have unity. They cannot have togetherness. Liberals have no ideas, so they piss people off, pin them against each other, and see what happens, and then respond to that. They cause the fire and then put the fire out, only to restart another fire. So when they saw this, my opinion, my conspiracy theory, and what I'm talking about now, they cannot have it. They do not want people. I mean, look at that. There's an image of everybody praying. Men, women, black, white. I know there's some Hispanic guys out there. Uh, who knows about the orientation of religion? Though there is somebody on Buffalo's team, last name is Klein. We can speculate if we want to. And I'm just talking on the field. All of those people from various walks of life coming together, 
all of those there for the hope of somebody else to be together, to put all the nonsense aside and focus on that one person. And again, not not the uh, thousands of fans in the stadium that all had the same idea. All walks of life are in football. It is why they tried to destroy it. I don't like politics. It's no, it's no secret I don't like politics. Steve thrives on it. The old man thrives on it. I hate it. I'll give my opinion on how I think things are, but I do not go looking for it. I try to avoid it. I watch football to get away from the crap they're trying to... We can't even watch TV anymore. Put on a commercial. There was, a, what was it, the Ally Bank commercial, I think? The first three people, they showed chin down, holding hands, shopping, two guys, two women, and uh, maybe that was it. Everything is an agenda. Everything is pushing inclusion and all this stuff. I'm responsible for what I say, not for what you hear. So do that with what you uh, what you may, or whatever the term is. But they're, they're forcing this crap where I can't even watch TV anymore. I love futuristic TV shows, The Expanse, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Night Flyers. I love science fiction, Aliens. Every single science fiction show that I watch, the government's in control, the people cannot fend for themselves, and there's always a, a, uh, uh, a lesbian or homos- a homosexual couple and always a guy in a dress. Because the message is, advancing in society, we don't have labels anymore. And if I'm wrong, go watch any show right now in general. Like I was on with Steve the other day, our last podcast. He was like, I'm watching this movie, da-da-da-da-da. And man, they had these, these two women. And I'm like, how do you not know that's going to happen? Do you live under a rock? Every show you watch, for, I would say from 2020 to 2021 on, 70% of them is going to have some sort of homosexual uh, message. Personally... I could not care less about your sexual orientation. I don't care. Is your movie funny? Is your song good? Can you make a tackle? Can you throw a touchdown? But I don't want it shoved in my face. And that's what the liberals are doing. So again, circling back, you can't watch movies and TV anymore. So we have sports. And they're trying to inject politics into sports. So we hate sports. Because most of us hate TV now. Even though I'll still watch. But that's what they're trying to do. And what they saw the other night was unity. We're not buying the bullshit today. We're not. We're here for people. This guy had a charity, Damar Hamlin, which we, we donated to as well, part of the Bills Mafia. That's what we do. We donated as well. He asked for $2,500 for a toy drive. When I put the video out this morning for his charity, the link is in that description. The, uh, the, consp- uh, the conspiracy corner, the liberals hate um, the togetherness of DeMar Hamlin and all these things. The, I'll put it in this video too. What the hell? The description to his charity will be in this video and is in that video. It's over $7 million now. The liberals see that and say, first of all, we need that money. Secondly, these people are working together. They're not, he's a black guy. These are white people. This guy... We have to keep them against each other. We don't see that. We don't care about that as everyday people. We want people to be together. We want people to be happy and succeed in life. The liberals don't. The elitists don't. They want us separate and fighting. 
And they're mad at this. They're mad at this. Don't buy into it. Don't give in to the liberals or the elitists in this country. Be there for one another. Not all the time. Not unrealistically. But show them that you don't got time for the crap. You're done with them. All of them. All the elitists. Regardless of party, though they're all, 90% of them are liberals. They're the worst. That's it. That's my political stuff. I don't want to talk too much political. Checking my time so I can put this in the video here. I'm wrapping this up. 2023. Try to put a lot more videos. Please subscribe. Share. Comment. This is what we need you guys to do. To subscribe to the channel. Listen to the podcast. Share the podcast. Rate it. Uh, Apple has it. I assume Spotify does. You have to find the ratings in five stars. Please. This helps us move. Gets into the algorithm to get us out there to show people who don't pay attention to podcasts or have a certain podcast they listen to will show up on there. Hey, you may like this. We recommend this. So that's what we're trying to do. Mainly because we're not trying to sway anybody from one side or the other. It's I want to know why you think this way. And if the conversation happens to sway you or me or whoever, that's great. But it's not about fighting and telling somebody they suck because they think differently than you. You just want to find out how could you think X? You know, how could you think these thoughts knowing the biggest thing to us is the proof is not hidden. It's out there. You know, inflation. Biden took over. Prices skyrocketed. The border went to hell. Afghanistan, the Middle East went back to hell again. Oh, it's Trump. It's the old. How? How can you, someone tell you it's Trump or it's his stuff when you can see it with your eyes on this time this happened and look over here? It's a direct cause and effect in almost anything that's happened in the last two or three years. So how can you think these thoughts is what our main goal of neighborly discourse is. Turn off the TV. Go talk to your neighbors. That's the goal of this. The news is going to tell you something. They're going to tell you. They're not going to trust you're going to make your own decision. They're going to tell you what to think. They trust that you aren't smart enough. And that's all of them. I still think Fox is the most balanced, but they have an agenda as well. But I tend to lean a little more to that side. But all of them have an agenda. They all think you're dumb and are going to believe what they say. We used to get information from the news and decide if we like it or not and believed it. Now it's it's their opinion. I Now you got to go check if it's fact. We used to trust they gave us information. Now we know it's BS. And it's a problem, people. We got to wake up, America. Come on. Get it together. YouTube, all the social medias, the T-shirts, T-Public, but get through the Linktree site on all of our social media platforms. We're not big enough for you to go searching on T-Public and find our shirts. ND Studios is what it is labeled as. Got to go through the Linktree. So that is it. Family, sports, politics, all linked together. Happy New Year. 
Uh, we should get back on track starting Monday. Um, again, I did a, I did a quite a few YouTube stuff over the last couple of weeks. Very little podcast. My computer was out. I had a lot of stuff saved that I could that I could get out. But yeah, my computer crapped out on me. Been a tough couple of weeks. But that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your support. Subscribe, share, like, follow, rate five stars. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Happy New Year.